0: Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4 and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Kurt Bennett, Senior Editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Bruno Gattamorta, VP of Sales and Marketing at USA, discusses the advantages of investing in diesel engine diagnostic systems. And how these systems can streamline maintenance and repair operations for contractors, rental houses, and dealers in the construction industry. Let's dig in with Bruno now. Bruno, can you tell us a little bit about Jolly USA and exactly what services you offer?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having us. Thank you, Kurt, and thank you for the the publication to include us in this segment. Codalia SA is a company that's part of a pretty much a worldwide company, right? So it's a multinational based out of Spain. Um, and we're focused precisely on diagnostics, manufacturing equipment. So what we do is that we help the technician have the necessary information for it. So we're a company that focuses on the four different segments. So we go with anything that's pretty much diesel engine and has electronics on it. We're going to have a software solution to uh, be able to diagnose it, repair it, and so on. So we're going to do the truck industry, so commercial vehicles. We're going to be able to go on to tractors, uh, marine vessels, and then the focus of our conversation today is going to be pretty much the yellow irons and everything in the construction industry, all the way from your small vehicles like the your bobcats or your skids, all the way to the heavy equipment uh, machinery. So pretty much anything, again, electronics. That's what Delta
0: covers. Okay. Now, specifically with with contractors, a lot of them have fleet managers and they have fleet maintenance. How can a diagnostic system really streamline repair operations for and for maintenance of construction machinery?
1: So, I mean, this is probably the main question that we get all the time, right? And I think we have to start off with a little bit of the of the history of what repairs are, right? So, if we look back. Repairs used to be purely mechanical, right? There were some uh, thermodynamics in there, some basics, electronics, but it was pretty much mechanical. You would look at the problems, you'd see the, the solution pretty easy, right? In the 80s, the cars started putting more computers. In the 90s, the trucks jumped on. And then the last ones to the game were pretty much the construction industry. So there's kind of like a lapse where um, technicians were trained to fix mechanical issues and now vehicles have electronic issues, right? So that introduction of electronics and the fact that there's new elements like after training systems where tier, tier three and tier four engines, well, that turns into a whole nother animal. So pretty much we need a solution or we needed a solution for uh, fleet managers or rental yards to be able to connect to these machines, identify what's wrong because it's no longer a mechanical issue, but there's code behind it. There's a fault code, there's a computer that needs to be on there. So that's where the necessity of diagnostics comes along. And it pretty much helps you to build a game plan, see what's wrong, put elements in place and be able to give a solution to your vehicle and hence to your customer because that's uh, the most important part of the day. And that's where we're at now. And the most exciting thing I think is the future that's coming, which is gonna be the same scenario, but remotely. So remote diagnostics and the ability to know what's going on on your machine without even being there and some solutions that might even let you do those regions remotely. So it's an exciting time for the electronics and the repair business, and there's a lot of things that are gonna be coming online shortly.
0: Yeah, we've seen the move to electronic engines with the latest emission standards, and a lot of the downtime that we're experiencing is actually with the after treatment systems, and this actually provides a solution for that, being able to easier, more easily diagnose those issues.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles because as I was saying, after treatment systems came on board later. So if you're a technician that's been on the field for 20, 30 years uh, and you had to learn on the fly. So it turns into a big problem. We actually dedicated some of our, our training resources and we wrote a white paper on the after treatment systems and how the SCR, how the DPF filters, say, um, what the actual DPF is and where it comes about and being able to launch those regions to clean those filters and have your machine continue to operate is pretty much one of the most important things that a diagnostics tool helps you
0: out with today. Well, in terms of um, what kind of, the, the investment that you make in a diagnostic system, can it have a positive impact on your fleet maintenance budget? Well,
1: that's, that's one of the most important reasons there. Sometimes you get uh, not so much the technicians. They kind of see the value automatically. But when you're looking at the budget part, if you have to buy five of these or 10 of these for your shop, it turns out to be a pretty big number. Um, so how does that affect your bottom line? Well, it's, I think it's a matter of giving your team the right tools. If you don't have the right tools, you can't perform the right features. So what, what good is it to have the best mechanic in the world and not give them a tool to identify what's wrong? So it gives you a set of factors. It allows you to take advantage of your human resources, which are one of the most important things that we have. Everybody knows how difficult it is to come around a good diesel technician. And why have a good diesel technician and then have to call a dealer? or have to call a mobile mechanic to come out and do these actions for you. We talked about the regions a little bit earlier. So when we look at those numbers and we look at the impact on the bottom line, if I have to run a region because my operator didn't run the manual one and we have to go do and do a force region, are talking about $600 to $1,400 per operation. So that's an automatic impact on the bottom line. And having the right tools is just the forefront to building a maintenance plan, being able to service and increase all those values that are so important.
0: Now, from contractors that you've worked with on the system, where, where do they report that they see the best or the, the greatest return on investment?
1: Sometimes you get... You get these guys that they've never worked with uh, a diagnostic solution right. um, that they've only been able to call the dealer. And they have a great relationship with the dealer. It's been solving their issues. These mobile techs that go out there and, and service it. So all of a sudden they connect to it and pretty much plug it in. You launch it on your software and it works. And that's like, okay. Then you press the button. We have a thing called the machine system scan. So you don't have to identify even the manufacturer or anything. If it's a caterpillar, you just click on the button. It'll identify machine control and all the systems. So it's picking up the five systems. So simplicity, then it shows you all the fault codes at one glance, so you're like, oh, wow. You can look at all these elements. And then the fact that it integrates all the information on it. So from not being able to do anything, because I think they would tell us, if you just give me the code, that's a lot of improvement because it guides me through it to the fact that you can actually look at the exact component look where it's located and you can turn a problem, an engine problem into it's my after treatment sensor downstream or my oil pressure sensor. Pin one is my data line and that goes to pin 45 on my ECM. I've narrowed my problem to my vehicle's not working to it's an engine problem to two components. And if that's not it, then it's gonna be the wiring on it. So saves you so much time that they really enjoy that process.
0: And does this make it your best technicians even more efficient because it shortens the time that they, they actually find the problem and diagnose the problem.
1: That's exactly what it does. It saves you time by guiding you. So it's not a hit and miss. It's not, well, let me throw a part at it. Mm -hmm. Let me figure out if it's this element or the other element. It's going to allow you to identify the code and be it downstream. You're going to be able to go upstream all the way to the issue. So even if it's an after treatment issue, sometimes it could be that the valve is not opening up properly. And then the temperature sensors are giving you wrong values. NOx sensors all through the value chain, you're gonna be able to see, pinpoint, and identify. And then we have a phrase that, you know, great technicians are gonna be greater, but it's gonna turn your average tech into a rock star. And that's the most important thing, getting your average user to feel more comfortable and be that hero.
0: Now, there's some the, the diagnostic tools aren't new. They've been used in the industry for quite a while, but what separates one diagnostic tool for another and what makes some of the tools more efficient or more effective than other diagnostic tools?
1: So I would say that the, there's a different ratio, right? So I, we could categorize this into three elements. What everybody knows and has known forever have been the OEMs, right? The original manufacturer tools. That means I am Caterpillar, I build an engine and I put electronics on it. So I have to build a solution to solve that, right? And that's what was available until let's say five years ago. So that's a pretty short timeline. Before now, what you had to do was either call the caterpillar dealer or whatever manufacturer we're talking about and try to buy the software. Buying software from OEMs is not an easy thing, and it's not cheap. So not everyone had access to them. Not anybody could afford it. And then you had another impediment. Guys that we're talking about, mechanic, technician, service managers, these guys are great at machines. Are they great at software? Well, some yes, some no. But imagine we have more than 90 brands on Delta test software, imagine learning 90 different platforms on how to use that, we're not even good at more than three. So the fact that you would have to buy those OEMs, learn how to use them and pay those yearly renewals, it was costly and time consuming. So then that shifted over to the aftermarket diagnostics, right, and that's where we kind of come in. And here I would divide it in the construction industry into two levels. We have your basic code readers, which are going to jump on the protocols. main protocols that we have are J1708 and J1939 and then you have the special ones right so you have CDL that's caterpillar specific Um, what this does is that it pretty much writes out a language where everybody can jump onto and read according to a norm so it kind of democratizes the whole process so these code readers they go in they read the generic part so let's say that a word is Uh, 10 bits long, that's going to be generic. And then the last 10 bits are going to be the proprietary one, ballpark figures, right? So these are going to be able to give you the generic data. They're going to be low-level code readers, small guidance, and it's going to be better than nothing for sure. That's a big leap, but it's not going to be that dealer-level function that you want to go into. Then you're going to jump into the higher-level tools, and I think these are the ones that are actual game-changers, like what we do in Genesis, The focus is on proprietary data. That means getting the codes with the exact same reference that the OEM has, giving you the exact description, but not only that, it also allows you to do bi-directional elements, okay? So you're gonna be able to run these regions, you're gonna be able to calibrate injectors, you're gonna be able to do all these elements that are so necessary, modify these curves and all the operational values. But that's not all because nowadays technicians are not so worried about these specific tools, but how can I use these? So the technical information that gets embedded into these tools and the guidance, those are very important elements. So more or less your OEM tools, which have been around for longer, your basic diagnostics tools, and then your dealer level aftermarket solutions, all integrated into one platform.
0: Okay, it sounds like that's a pretty critical for our audience because we tend to make, a lot of contractors run mixed fleets. They'll have different brands throughout their fleet. Is this a better solution for people who run mixed fleets?
1: I would definitely think so. I mean, that's, that's what we're built on. We're built on providing one solution for your aftermarket shop. Now, wouldn't it be great that we have all our excavators from the same manufacturer with the same system and we become experts at one engine at one transmission at one hydraulic system? Reality is, we're gonna be buying machines based on price, based on deal, based on needs. And all of a sudden you look at your fleet and you'd be surprised how many Frankensteins you run into where it goes from late 80s to the 2020 machines. And now you give your technicians that and you're like, go ahead and fix it, have fun. So I'd say that having a one solution that integrates all that and it doesn't matter if it's a doitz, if it's a Dante, if, if it's a caterpillar, it's a commons, it doesn't really matter. The interface is the same, platform is the same, and you're going to have access to all those things.
0: Now, uh, how about tra- training for usability? Because contractors, are, you, you had mentioned before that service technicians, they all have different levels of comfort with software. And so uh, <laughs> when it comes to training people on how to use these systems, how important is that and how important is the usability? factor?
1: Well, there's, I mean, there's two factors to it, right? Learning curve is probably one of the biggest hurdles for adoption. So if the software is not manageable, sometimes you look at uh, these OEM tools and mind you, as an engineer, I perfectly understand them. They are designed to solve a problem. They don't really care who uses it because it's done for them. And that makes the user interface a little bit clunky and difficult. So what we do is we try to simplify that so it can be intuitive and easy to use the way that the Delta software works is you go from left to right you read the code and it's pretty much an, inv- an investigation process so if you're curious you click on it you read it it's always going to tell you on a three-step process on how to go about it so the initial scenario is that once you've done this two three times regardless of the maker model you're going to be comfortable with it and you're going to be better at it but that's not enough, right? Because sometimes we want to be even more better or we want to have increased output and we need exact training on it. So our distributors do a great job onboarding the customers, giving them the training and everything is kind of shifting to a digital model, right? So we've created what we call the gel test crash course. When you buy a tool, there's a set of videos. There's about 12 videos, video logs that you can connect on your own time. They're on YouTube all the way from unboxing the unit and installing it, all the way to how to run a region, how to calibrate an injector system, how to run feedback, how to get support when you need it. Plus we have consistently added to our library, uh, case studies, how to do a specific action that's a little bit more complex, webinars on innovations and things that you should know. So quarterly webinars on what's new and how to use that. All these things are important because just having the right tool doesn't mean that you're gonna know how to take advantage of it. So that constant education, learning process and us being there available for the customer where they can call us, we can remote in and they have access all the way to our engineers if it were necessary. So that's a pretty important value. Work in progress, I'd say. Okay.
0: Well, in the end goal <laughs> is to eliminate downtime because downtime is the enemy of the construction business. Uh, do you have any idea on how much time can be saved with a uh, preventive maintenance plan and by using these tools?
1: Well, the first thing is, uh, what we talked about, give the right tool to the right people. That's your first stop. Um, preventive maintenance is, is pretty much the key, right? So we all know that when something's broken, we're already at corrective, right? So it's predictive, uh, um, sorry, preventive, uh, corrective, predictive. So. Even though these tools, what they do is that they provide the information and the goal is to be predictive right now, we're focused on that preventive side of things. And sometimes being able to scan and read the codes on it, um, what we talked about the region, sometimes when the operator doesn't click the button because they don't want to spend an hour sitting down on their machine and maybe not get paid for it, well, you're going to be able to launch the force region and get the machine up and running. What this tool offers you is the opportunity to identify build a game plan and control the elements so that you're always in that situation where um, uptime is increased.
0: Okay, and w- w- what's unique to the JALST? Um, w- what's unique to your products versus other? So
1: when we're, yeah, so when we're talking about there's testers, uh, there's a set of features that what we like to say is that we're more than just diagnostics, we'll walk you through the process, right? So when you talk to a technician, Uh, Sometimes you have multiple technicians in the shop, and they don't know what the last guy did, or they don't remember what happened four months ago. So what we integrated was a GRP system. We call it garage resource planning. Every time that you do a diagnostics report, every time that you do a maintenance report, it gets stored. That's directly associated to the machine, to the vehicle number, to the customer. You have different elements of associating to it. So the first thing that you do is you pull out the history the last four interventions, we see the PMs that were done. And when you talk about PMs, there's a thing called uh, maintenance reports pretty much tells you what you need to do. After X amount of hours, you have to change the oil. After X amount of hours, you change the belts. Uh, Make sure that you clean this, make sure that you go into the after treatment and and check the levels, all these things. So it guides you through what the manufacturer recommends. uh, In some cases, what DOTs recommend when that's available. And it's it's a guidance toward it that also saves that report for future reference. Other things that we integrate into it is what we call vehicle technical data. So you pretty much get all the technical information from the components, everything that's electronic and connected to the unit. So you have your wiring diagram, which is on the software, and you have all the elements that are interconnected to the ECM. You can select those elements. You can look at the pictures. You can see the technical values, your operating ranges, the ohms, the resistance, the voltage. Depending on what the sensor, the component provides, that's integrated and linked to the technical service, vehicle's technical data. All right, so you're knowing what you have to do. The wiring diagrams links all that together. And if that's not enough, what we like to do is integrate troubleshooting trees. So you have troubleshooting trees associated to the fall code. So I get fall code 121. It's going to tell me exactly my 10 steps or my seven steps to do. And in between those steps, there's going to be a hyperlink to carry out that action. I finish that action. I go back to my step. So that's why we say we're getting young technicians or people without the experience on that specific model. And they're going to look like rock stars. That's an important factor because they're going to be more and more confident on the repair process. And it turns out that they're going to be better at their job and it's going to be good for everybody.
0: Now, is this more than a diagnostic tool? Because it sounds like it can be more prognostic too. It's if it, it gives you what maintenance is coming up and is a little bit more proactive in approach as well.
1: Well, that's. Yeah, that's the idea. When you look at these things, you have to look at it from a holistic approach, right? You have to look at the parts that are that are forming it. You have to look at the electronics that it's telling you. You have to look at the maintenance structures, and you have to look into what's going to be going on and what's the future. So prognostics and all that data starts adding up, and you start learning from it. So as we were saying, in the future, with all this big data and the AI capacities, you're going to be able to see that this machine tends to break at X amount of hours. So you're going to get a pop-up maybe in the future. You're gonna see why it's gonna break. And that allows you to adjust your PM structure and your maybe even your work structure because you can identify that certain loads are generating a decreased output in this part. So the more information you have, the better that you can manage it, better you're gonna be managing your uptime.
0: And it sounds like you're gonna simplify your maintenance records with this process as well. Instead of being a manual process, this automatically tracks what's been done to the equipment and its, it's history for you?
1: Correct. That's correct. So everything that we can control on an electronic level, everything that can be in the cloud or can be on a PDF or can be searchable is going to be much more efficient. How many times have we gone into a shop and seen a work report full of grease? Well, that's not going to last very long because the grease is going to start covering over it. The writing is going to disappear and that paper is going to disappear. How many times have we needed uh, one of these PDF documents that tells you operating values of components on a specific engine? They're supposed to be in the shop. Realistically, they're not. So what we're trying to do, you know, just like Google organizes the world's information, we're trying to organize the service information within the platform to make it that one-stop shop, right? I'm going to go and I'm going to start with my diagnostics. I'm going to scan my full vehicle. Even if I have an engine problem, I'm going to look at my transmission. I'm going to look at my hydraulics. I'm going to look at everything that's associated to it because I don't want to fix an engine issue. And then next week, get the problem back because I didn't look at my transmission. So it allows you to go through all those steps, not forget and take advantage of the experience of technicians that have been doing this uh, all over the world and for many more years of, as ourselves. The more we know, the less we're going to need. And that's kind of the idea behind the tool.
0: Now, well, and also when it comes to contractors, they tend to vary in size and scope of their businesses. Everybody down to a guy that owns two or three pieces of equipment up to some of these mega contractors that have huge fleets. Who is your product targeted for? Will it serve all the different contractor audiences? Or are you targeting a certain segment of the market?
1: So this is one of the, the fun questions, right? Uh, whenever we're talking about products, especially uh, when we're in sales, we'd like to say everybody, right? Um, I would narrow it down. So pretty much who is this product for? If you want to be the best person uh, in your shop, If you want to have the best resources, if you want to be the the hero in the story, why not? If you want to be able to take care and take control of the situation and not depend on a third party, not depend on a dealer, but you be that solution for your customer, then you're going to need this tool. If you have one machine or if you have a thousand machines, that doesn't really matter because if you look at the cost of acquisition or just the cost of opportunity, let's say that you have to call the dealer for a a region and it takes them three days because they're backed up. Are you gonna wanna have control of that or do you wanna wait for them? Mind you, if you do that three times, you pay for the tool. So even if you have one machine, that works. Now, if we divide it into the different categories, I would say road warriors, these technicians that are doing service calls, one in the morning or that they're driving 200 miles to service your, your vehicle, these are gonna be the most benefited ones because they are going to see everything under the sun. Your small shop, same thing. They're not gonna have a controlled fleet. Everything that comes in, they're gonna be able to connect and go to it. Now, if that small shop has one mechanic or has 15 mechanics, then the only thing that you need to do is add more units. But the, the possibility to diagnose and solve a problem, I think is gonna be important. Construction companies, what we talked about, normally they're uh, mixed animals where they have everything that comes their way, sometimes through acquisitions, sometimes bigger, sometimes smaller. So being able to range all the way from your smaller skid steers all the way to those land movement are important. Rental yards, they definitely have everything that exists. So they're gonna be a key key consumer. And then probably the least expected one, um, dealers. So let's say that you're a dealer And you're the only dealer in 40 miles around or 50 miles around. Every time that they come to you, they're like, all right, so you're a Caterpillar dealer. Can you fix my John Deere? They would say, no, I'm sorry. I can't fix your John Deere. And the customer, you know, he has some Caterpillars from you. He has some from another one, but he has some John Deere's and you can't fix it. Will your technicians be able to do it? Yes, they can but if they don't have the right tools, they won't be able to. So they stick to their OEM tools for warranty services. And then they buy a tool like Delta's to expand their business and their service and find new, new avenues to generate income.
0: Now, speaking of dealer support and, and rental houses, how important is it for some of these technicians to be able to plug into a machine and look at the history of the machine and see what's been done to it in the past? Does that help diagnose what's going on with issues currently?
1: I mean, the more information you have, it's always going to be more helpful. And that's why having that is, is, is key. We do see some elements. For example, the more modern the components are, the more information. They provide Free frame data. So when there's a component that brings free frame data, uh, the tool can read it, and you can have up to 120 measurements. That means it'll tell you the load when the code came up. It'll tell you the amount of hours that it was working on. It'll tell you the position of the accelerator pedal. It'll tell you information that you can't can't even imagine. So uh, what we tend to say is that that gives you a time and a place of what happened. Was the driver overloaded? Was he in a position that he shouldn't be in? And that's what's causing this problem. So that's a key element. Having that information linked together. So if you have multiple shops, Child Test allows you to use that GRP platform and connect them. So let's say I have five shops in a 40-mile radius, and that's where my construction company works. Well, I can link all that to my internal cloud or shop one, two, three, four, and 5. They share all that data. So if this guy from shop two is servicing the machine from shop five, they'll look at the cloud, they'll get the GRP report, they'll see the last four or five interventions and they'll be able to have a better idea. So again, the more information you can integrate and uh, structure, the better it's gonna be for everybody.
0: Now, the equipment is changing so fast too. The amount of data that we can get off this equipment is incredible and it keeps increasing pretty much yearly every time they introduce a new machine. How are you able to keep up with that and how are your tools going to be able to adapt in the future that keep from becoming obsolete to be able to capture all this new data that's being produced.
1: So there's a really important part of this. Uh, You don't buy the tool and let it sit. I mean, you can, but that's not what you really should do. The way that we work on it is that we're constantly improving. Um, I always tell people you're going to buy the tool. And by the end of the year, when it's time to renew it, your tool is gonna be so much better that it looks like a different tool. And that's the important factor. We have over 200 engineers that cover pretty much a worldwide scale Going, connecting to machines, listening to our customers, adapting to the modern necessities. So whenever a new vehicle comes out, we go, we check it out, we see what we can do. We try to figure it out and we integrate it into our platform. So the way that we work is that there's three updates that are already pre-scheduled. So once every four months, right now, March is going to be a new update that's going to bring in a couple of new brands new systems, new wiring information. When we talk about a couple of new systems on it, we might be talking about 250 new systems in that update, or we might be talking about 4,000 wiring diagrams that have been included into the platform. So that's something that today you don't have, but two weeks from now you will have. And it's automatically linked in through, it through the uploads. So as things come up, we are an aftermarket solution. So maybe a 2021 excavator, we won't be able to have all that information, but normally when they start hitting our main customers after the warranty two years in, all, that systems are, all those systems are going to be covered within the diagnostics tool. And we also have a section called TSBs, so technical service bulletins. Every time that an OEM changes a way of fixing or they have a callback or there's a modification in the procedure, we include it in the next update. So you're never going to be more than four months behind to have those TSBs and adjust your repair process. I think that's, that's pretty much the most important thing, right? So we have a tool, we have a problem, we have a solution, um, it's software things happen, electronics, things break. We all know that. What we don't like as consumers is to feel totally abandoned, right? We don't wanna call and not have any support or we don't wanna call somebody overseas and help us out. We want somebody that doesn't transfer us to another person that most of the questions we ask them, either we can find them on our software we're used to looking down Google for everything. So an FAQ that'll help us out and save us some time, but especially we wanna call and talk to a person. If we have an issue that they can't help us out with or that they don't understand, they can remote in. So within Test, you're going to have a remote assistance button where it gives you your team viewer information. Our team can remote in and walk you through it. They're always going to be backing you up. And then I think we talked about this before, but there's an element that sometimes the electronics are not working how they should. So what do we do? We don't say, all right, we'll figure it out. No, we'll call our, uh, our engineering team. Our engineering team remotes into it. How many times do you have engineers that design the tool working on your computer as a user? Last time Samsung, did you know, your phone didn't work. Did the Samsung engineer from Korea jump on and help you out? No, that's not very common. So that's how we thrive to do it all the way from the first line, which are the guys picking up the phone, which are mechanics, which are technicians, which are computer engineers and know what they're talking about all the way to the guys that are developing the tool in order to make slight adjustments, maybe modify the code for the next update, maybe include that piece of machinery that's not there and you really need. So that's how we develop listening to you guys and trying to support as much as we can so you never feel alone.
0: Can you talk a little bit about uh, return on investment and what kind of time frame can contractors expect to re- earn a return? return
1: on investment? Yeah, definitely. When we're looking at these uh, these sums, um, everybody wants to see how fast they can recoup. Sometimes it's a clear calculation. Sometimes it's a little bit of an act of faith. Now, Wouldn't it be fantastic? Like when we're in business school, uh, 214 days and five hours is going to be my return on investment. But realistically, the question is, how many times do you call a dealer? Is it once a week? Is it once a month, once a quarter? How many time, How much money are you spending on basic repairs that you can do on your own? How many times are you calling people in different regions? When you start adding those elements up, we see customers that with two interactions, they have their return on investment, one week, two weeks. We see customers that takes them about three months. I'd say that anywhere from one to three months is a very realistic figure because that's the starting point. Now, just don't look at it on how fast you recoup your investment, but What about the next nine months? How much money are you making extra on your bottom line after you've already paid for the tool? Tools normally are divided into a five-year cost structure. Three months, you've paid for the tool and the rest, you're just generating revenue. So it's really important that we consider time savings, uptime, and reduced dealer costs. All these elements are key on how we get a return on investment.
0: Now, Bruno, where can people go to learn more about your diagnostic software systems?
1: Well, you can check us out at kajaliusa.com, C-O-J-A-L-I-U-S-A.com, or on our product page, which is jaltest.com. There, we're going to have a whole bunch of resources on training. We're going to have catalogs. And there's also going to be a button you see in the bottom that's going to say, book a demo. So if you want more information about it and you've downloaded the literature, but you want to see it in in, in operation, just download, click on that button, set a time. It's pretty seamless. Calendly, one of our guys will call you, connect to your computer, remotely show you that access. Our team is always accessible. They're always willing to share some time and help you out in it. Now, if that's the best solution for you, fantastic. Let's go ahead with it. And if not, we've learned something in the process. So it's open-ended just come by learn some more and let's have a conversation
0: well we really appreciate taking time to talk to us today bruno well that's it for this edition of digging deeper thank you to bruno getta at cajoli usa for taking time to talk to us today tune in every week for another episode of the digging deeper podcast by for construction Pros. Com. you keep listening we'll keep digging until next time